talking a little UGA athletics. Anthony Dasher from UGASports.com joining us on the line. Good afternoon, Dash. How you doing? Hey, Russ. Doing great, man. I always appreciate the time and, and the insight as well. So uh, uh, we noted the time change for the series uh, with uh, Georgia baseball coming up this weekend as uh, coming off a big series win over Georgia Tech last weekend. Uh, what did you think about their play in that series against the Yellow Jackets? Uh, I play is, uh, is picked up of late. Uh, um, the thing we kind of talked about you know, early in the season with Bill was just uh, the bats. I mean, uh, Georgia is uh, put some damage right now. I mean, Charlie Condon is uh, if we go and play today. Actually, is, is uh, leads the the country, not just the SEC, but the country in RBIs. Twenty nine hitting uh, hitting uh, four ninety right now with six home runs. So he's got out to an excellent start. Um, pitching started to come around a little bit, especially starting pitching. I mean, Jaden Woods from uh, over in Houston County and Liam Sullivan. Uh, have, uh, you know, firmly established as a Friday and Saturday guys, and and uh, and that's going to be the key. I think Georgia offensively is going to be a pretty good team this year. But it's a matter if they get the pitching consistency that they're going to need, you know, to have these bats have a you know full effect to win some ball games. Dash, who are some of the candidates to be that third guy on Sunday? Well, right now it's still Nolan Crisp. Uh, you know, he's been around a while. He transferred from Florida two years ago, but again, he just hasn't uh, you know. Been able to work too deep in the game yet? I think he's going to the fourth inning. I think once this year, and that's going to be the the big uh, deal for him. Again, if he can get that kind of sorted out, I think he'll be all right. I mean, he has had some success, in, you know, over the past two seasons, but he just got to get some length worked out right now. And uh, and then conference play that 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 kicks off next week, right? That next week, South Carolina comes to Tampa three games, and uh, it's uh, what ten weeks of just uh, killer baseball to that because. You know, we talk about all the time the SEC. Everybody thinks it's, it's tough for football. Baseball is probably even twice as much. Oh yeah, I tell people all the time. You think the SEC is dominant in football? I mean, the baseball. It's it's. I mean, it's almost like if if you go five hundred in the regular season in the SEC, you're going to probably be in the top twenty five, right? Yeah, you will, and you'll get a, and you'll get a bit to the to the, to the tournament as well. If you finish, a, you know, you win win half of your your conference games. They play thirty every year, and that. Uh, that's a pretty good sign. And, and last year, Ole Miss, I think Ole Miss finished fifth in the SEC West last year and wound up winning the whole thing. So that just kind of shows how tough the conference is. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Anthony Dasher with the UGA Sports joining us here on the line. Well, Dash, I know the recruiting cycle seems like it's it's nonstop now, 365 days a year. And, you know, you're kind of on to the 2024 class now. Uh, who are some of the names that, that Georgia fans should keep an eye on as spring football practice approaches? Well, I'll be honest, man. I'm, but recruiting is not really my forte, so yeah. I could tell you a few, a few names just real quick. Just give me a, me one quick second. You know, it's, it's uh, they've already got what, what ten or eleven commitments mm-hmm. uh, right now. But um, um, actually, actually, Jed May. I can encourage people to look at our site right now. Jed May, uh, recruiting, uh, you know, editor is uh, they got a story right now on, on names to look for. But the big name right now that everybody's kind of waiting on is uh, is quarterback, you know, Dylan Rayola. He was, uh, you know, committed to Ohio State uh, for a while, but now he backed off, and now it's now between Georgia and uh, Nebraska, where his dad coached. His dad was a long-time NFL player, played with Matt Stafford in Detroit and, uh, and USC uh, for Lincoln Raleigh. Those are the, throw, the three schools after him. That's, and he's kind of a, the, the linchpin in this whole thing. Georgia has a very good class right now, you know, committed, but uh, there's some, still some very big names out there, and Dylan, you know, Dylan tops the list, but there's some other guys out there as well that they're looking at. And 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 I mean quarterback, right? They they have to be able to sign a quarterback in this twenty twenty four class. Uh, no, no doubt about it. I mean they they've got to, they've got what the three guys right now, and and, and barring any kind of transfer or anything like that, you know, they're going to even if even one doesn't doesn't leave, they're going to definitely sign sign one next next class. 
Good stuff. Anthony Dasher joining us here on the program. Well, spring practice, of course, is, is right around the corner. And uh, obviously the quarterback battle is, is one that's going to be talked about. Um, mm-hmm. How would you handicap that right now, Dash? Is it is it pretty even for all three going in, or is there maybe a front runner? Well, I think probably Carson Beck is the name. I think that uh, is probably the leader in, in the clubhouse. But, uh, you know, with Mike Bobo taking over as offensive coordinator, that kind of, I think, opens things up maybe just a little bit more between, with you know, Brock Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton, who, uh, you know, I, we, we know that Coach Bobo is very high on. So I actually think it's, it's going to be a competition this year, unless unlike uh, – some past season where that's been the the word competition. We all but we all always knew who the quarterback was going to be this year. I think it's uh it is definitely wide open, and that's going to be the one position to to watch. No no doubt about it. But there are some other spots too uh, that's going to have to be uh, decided, or at least start to be decided anyway with spring practice. Yeah, what what would be some of the uh, obviously quarterbacks going to get most of the attention? Right. But what are some other position battles you're looking at? Well, left tackle is going to be one too. I mean, Ernest Green Jr. is a redshirt freshman, but you know Austin Blasky has been around with the program now for going on four years is I think is going to, you know, kind of keep an eye on him when it comes to that left tackle spot too, especially with Ernest, you know, coming back off of an injury from last year. And, uh, and of course, it, uh, on the defensive side, they've got a final replacement for Christopher Smith at safety. You know, Kelly Ringo has moved on, so there's some spots, those two spots there would be, uh, you know, up for grabs. Uh, you know, and also up on, uh, you know, at, at, lineback- at linebacker, outside linebacker, Dunn Smith, you know, moving on, you know, uh, Robert Bill Jr. You know, moving on. Those would be two positions too. That uh, the competition will be pretty good to see winds up those spots. Uh, I know a lot of folks are looking forward to it, and of course, the spring game will be on April the fifteenth. Uh, Dash, before we let you go, just uh, the the basketball season more than likely came to an end uh, earlier oh, this yeah. week uh, with the loss to LSU. But what do you think about Mike White and the job he did in year one? Well, you know, they started off you know playing pretty well, but then the once they got the conference play, it kind of you know. Didn't go so well. Lost the last six ball games. Uh, defensively, the team just, just had a complete drop off, and that was a you know going into the season. Coach White talked that that happened to be the forte for this for this squad, but it never did really kind of kind of panned out. They had some shooting woes that only added to the frustration, I guess. But you know, moving forward, they're going to probably have to replace uh, in those six guys or so as far as the transfer portal is concerned, and that's going to be the thing to watch now with the portal opening back up on Monday. Good. Uh, yeah, no no question about it. And, you know, I, I know that the Stegman Coliseum is, is closed down for, for the next couple mm-hmm. of months. Could that have an effect on, on basketball recruiting? Uh, well, it doesn't help. But, you know, like Coach White said, though, you know, in the year he's been here, they've not lost a, a player yet uh, due to Stegman Coliseum. So I don't think it's going to have a huge effect. But I, I, I'm, I'm sure uh, he would much rather be open right now, at least for him to be able to kind of show the kids around, but that is going to be something to kind of watch, though, kind of what happens with Stegman as we move forward. Yeah, and, and I, this is a dash, a total hypothetical here, but yeah. but if they were to, to make a decision to, to tear it down and maybe start over, is there anywhere the teams could play, uh, anywhere else they could play while that was being done? Well, they would go to Duluth and play at the uh, facility there. What used to be the Gwinnett, so I can't remember what it's called right now, but uh, that's where, you know, I know the gymnastics meet, uh, they had to move, it, move that over there, uh, this past past weekend, and so that would probably, I would guess, it would go to go to go in and play for a year or two if that were to take place. There you go, good stuff. Well, hey Dash, we always appreciate the time. Enjoy the baseball this weekend, and we'll catch up yep. with you next Friday. Hey, we'll see you.